So you're all sorted? You yeah, put the little so. SIM card thing in to record? Yeah. 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 Um, just before we start, if I raise my hand like this yeah. in the air, yeah. can you just stop? Because it means I'm going to go shit myself. <laughs> so just stop. <laughs> I'm not going to say I need the toilet. Hand in the air. I'm already recording. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, um. edit, edit, edit. <laughs> oh my god, why are you the one that no always edits? No way, I'm not editing that. That's brilliant. Hi, and welcome to Tits and Tea, the self-sponsored, that's not a thing, self-published, we're not a book, and self-edited, that's why it's clunky, fortnightly podcast, where Rochelle, that's me, and Emily, that's me, drink tea and talk about, what are we going to talk about? Mm, like life and stuff? Sure, where we talk about life and stuff. Imagine this podcast is like having a cup of tea with a couple of mates. Enjoy this episode. So, um, good yeah. afternoon, Emily. Good afternoon, world. Now you know about my um, bowel movement. <laughs> hey, Rochelle. Hi. Hi, Rochelle's stomach. <laughs> hey, bubble friend. Hey, bubble friend. Thanks for being my friend in a bubble. Thanks for being my bubble buddy. Bubble buddy. buddy. Don't don't do it. It's like the Chuckle Brothers. Yeah, but we're bubble buddies. Bubble bubble buddies. Um, we're going to talk about COVID today. Ooh, the C word. I mean, it's unavoidable, isn't it? I mean, it's everywhere. We're in lockdown six, aren't we? It's everywhere in Balaclava. Literally uh, everywhere in Balaclava, which yeah. is where you live. I'm spreading the COVID love. No, I'm not. I'm staying well away from it. Yeah. I mean, I've stopped going to Coles. Well, I've even ordered HelloFresh this week. Mm. Delivery at my doorstep. Anyway. Well, we asked... The general public, all 12 of our listeners. <laughs> oh, we've gone up is, from seven. Which is up from seven. Bonus. So thank you very much and welcome to our new five listeners. <laughs> that was quick mental maths I just did there. Welcome. Um, if you are enjoying this podcast, we'd love you to tell your mates. Let's see if we can get up to 20 listeners. That'd be great, <laughs> wouldn't it? So tell your mates, let your sister know about it, tell your auntie. And your brother. Yeah, yeah, that's true. God, I'm so sexist. You are a little bit. It's bit well, it's because you've I only, only got with scissors. At scissors. <laughs> 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 I'll just put my teeth back in. You've only got sisters, right? Oh. I have a brother, so and we do have quite a few male listeners. Our friend Nick <laughs> and my brother <laughs> and your brother. Hi, Rochelle's brother. Oh, and Adam. Oh, yeah. Okay. Hi, Adam. <laughs> Thanks for listening, Adam. Hope you're okay in Sydney with your big lockdown. <laughs> All right, so we asked our listeners yes. about COVID. What has their experiences been with COVID and friendships? Mm. And it was such a mixed response. So firstly, thank you everybody who emailed info at Emily Chadbourne. Um, we are looking at getting our own tits and tea Gmail account. Like, and an Instagram and page. And we're thinking about getting an Instagram page. But let us know if you think we should do or not. Yeah. If not, we won't bother because we're both lazy shits. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, really, honestly, we are. But if you think you would follow us for all things about friendship, we just thought we'd just like put lots of quotes up about friendships and stuff. Yeah. Um, and some funny behind-the-scenes stuff. Anyway, if you would follow our Instagram account, let us know. Um, so, thank you everyone who came and let us know what their experiences have been. We're going to start with a really nice one. Ah, oh, lovely. So this came in Kick over... get off on a good note, eh? Every time. And then go downhill from there. <laughs> <laughs> get your tissues to the end. We're all doomed. All right, so this one came in over DM. 
uh, to my personal Instagram account. What does DM mean? Direct message. Okay, okay. Um, <laughs> we'll move on. I can edit that out if you want me to. No, it's <laughs> fine. I'm embarrassed for you. <laughs> I know, embarrassed. All right, here we go. I have found that my friendships have improved since the pandemic. Oh, great. Each time we come out of a lockdown, we make far more of an effort to see each other in case we go into lockdown again. It sounds counterintuitive, but I've seen my friends more over the last 18 months in the pandemic than I have in the years prior to that. It highlighted the importance of connection and just how precious our time is. That's really lovely. Um, I've got a similar experience as in I was working away a lot. So I was based in Melbourne, but worked in Sydney for a full week once a month. So this is pre-pandemic, yeah. Pre-pandemic, yeah. And because I used to live in Sydney, I'd obviously tag like a weekend on sometimes either side, you know, if it was someone's birthday or so I never really felt like fully grounded in Melbourne. And then when I came back, because I'd spent like a full week with my work colleagues, I mean, in having breakfast, being in an operating theatre all day with them and then having dinner with them at night. When I got back to Melbourne, I just wanted to be on my own and just, you know, have a little bit of me time. So I never felt... Well, yeah, I never felt like I had a proper base and routine here because I could never just be like, yeah, we'll catch up for a coffee on these days and was just not grounded. And then COVID happened and so I was, use the word, forced to stay in one place um, and not work as much and not travel And all of a sudden I realised for the 18 months that I'd lived in Melbourne, I'd never stayed in Melbourne longer than six weeks at a time without flying off somewhere. And all of a sudden, because I was made to stay in this place, I started like wandering around the local coffee shops. I'd never even been to the lake. And so I started doing the lake once a week. Albert Park Lake. Albert Park Lake. That lake that's massive and like three and a half minutes from your front door. Yeah, the lake that's basically the central park of... Melbourne yeah <laughs> on your doorstep <laughs> anyone scary. that lives in Melbourne will be like that is not Central Park but anyway um <laughs> we can dream um yeah so just the little things and then obviously in between kind of lockdowns we were allowed back in yoga studios a little bit so I found this lovely sense of community yeah. more and and you um, started dating as well and I started dating I mean, as that well. didn't go well but <laughs> that's not the point that's a whole podcast in itself um but yeah I started dating and I started just getting a lovely routine with friends and, and putting roots down mm. and finding like everything in my own backyard where I really loved and appreciated I'd never even been to St Kilda Botanical Gardens that is crazy but and literally it's across the road from me um but my life in Melbourne was work 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 yeah like my whole life pre-covid was get yourself in a financial situation get yourself in a career-driven way to support myself because I'd left Sydney and I really wanted to make a life yeah Melbourne work and a life for me work and did you know that you were doing that consciously or do you think sort of unconsciously you were like your just focus was on work and you kind of forgot about the social aspect because you were spending so much time with people yeah through work yeah because you know I was managing a team at work as well yeah and so I was really nurturing and looking after a lot of 
girls under people. me and yeah. you know so and so just sort of unconsciously you unconsciously, just forgot to put an effort into socializing and friendships and creating that life yourself yeah in that way. yeah That's I remember when I first started hanging out with our mate Ryan and he sort of said what do you do other than work like mm. he realized that I just didn't have like a social life in Melbourne mm. um so yeah COVID happened and lots of things changed for me my job changed for me and that wasn't that was purely through choice mm. um and then we became friends as well <laughs> oh, hi we became bubble buddies yeah. but you know our friendship is like it's next level isn't it it's yeah it it's this kind of weird relationship but not relationship yeah yeah um and yeah so just having this really lovely sense of family community yeah and support network yeah and now I've got that of, in Melbourne yeah like I I've, think for a lot of people it's given that sort of sense of perspective just yeah. like actually what is important like because actually when the pandemic comes yeah. your job that you give 70 hours a week to and you're on call 100% of the time for and you're exhausted by and like actually that job isn't going to be the thing that saves your soul no. <laughs> it's going to be the support of friends and your yeah. community and and those sort of things become sort of a bit more important in yeah. these times, I think, for and some people. Yeah. And I wouldn't wish the pandemic, you know, to yes, have ever happened. But for me, it's put so much into perspective and it's positive, positively, positively, positively. <laughs> that one again, <laughs> <laughs> um, changed my life. Yeah. There has been some really hard bits and I've had some amazing friends to pull me out of that. Yeah. Um, which I'm very, very grateful of. But yeah, COVID's changed my life for the better. And yeah. friendships, but because I've changed my lifestyle, my work lifestyle, I've been able to make friends. Yes, you've made room in your life yeah. for friendships. Yeah, that's really interesting, isn't it? And I think it's also really important for us to point out here that you, know, you and I are in a very privileged position and we are privileged people through yeah. birth. We're, we're white female women who are, you know, who were born into very loving, kind families. Like, we are the most privileged people. The only thing that could make us more privileged is if we had dicks. Um. <laughs> Literally, that is the only way that you and I could be more privileged. But, and so what, I'm, what I mean to say is that plus our, our existing circumstances means that of all of the people who are having experiences of this pandemic, yes, we have our hardships because everybody does, but we are relatively lucky. Oh, um, yeah. You know, we're not homeschooling children. We no. feel safe in our own homes. Yes. We're not in relationships that feel threatening to us. We are well supported. We're financially stable. Our jobs have been able to be maintained throughout yeah. this pandemic. So, you know, some of the, everyone is experiencing different stresses. Yeah. Um, and relatively, you and I, are very lucky, lucky and privileged in the amount of stress that we're experiencing. Not everybody is having that same experience as us. And no. I think it's important that we acknowledge that. Some of the emails that have come through mm. on this topic have been from people who are maybe experiencing more of those stresses and yeah. so are having less than positive experiences with their friendships and relationships. So I just want to read this one out because I think it probably encompasses quite a lot of the different types of emails and messages that we've had in around this particular sort of subject. All of my family and friends live in Adelaide. 
the no mask wearing pandemic state. I didn't know it was called that, but anyway, whatever. I thought it was called Radelaide. <laughs> I had zero support from my family or friends. I've had little understanding from any of them through each and every lockdown. I do understand that they haven't lived through what we have lived through, but they have showed no compassion and I've sadly had to limit contact with them. I receive comments like, it can't be that bad and you're so dramatic. When I shared that today was a hard day, balancing full-time work, homeschooling and the uncertainty of finances. Yeah, and I think a lot of people have felt that especially here in Australia. Well, Australia has been divided, hasn't it? It was this wonderful politics, country yeah. that, you know, you could just fly all over. One, You know, in winter, you could either be in the snow one week or mm. like up in Cairns on a yacht or something mm. the week after. Um, and just, just for um, audience sake, I've not got a yacht in Cairns. <laughs> I'm just living my dream life. You know, it was very accessible just to jump on a plane, a bit like... England going to Spain yeah well it's a bit like well, it's not even like that is it it's not the even airport, like that the airports are so easy you literally rock up an airport it's a bit like getting on a train in England isn't it you yeah. rock up an airport you go through this tiny little security thing yeah and um, and then you jump on your plane yeah and you can be there like half an hour before well yeah. you can I can <laughs> you can't you still need to camp out the night before but I can just walk in as the plane's yeah. boarding. You don't need a passport. Like yeah. You don't need it's anything. Like a, it, like getting on a plane is like a mode of transportation. Yeah. And I, you don't really think... I, I've never thought about Australia in terms of state like I have thought about it in mm. the last 18 months. It's just been like, I'm going to Sydney or, you know, I'm going to Adelaide mm. or I'm going to Perth or I'm going to Hobart. Yeah. It's never been like Tasmania. So what's happening in Tasmania? It's like... I don't know. Yeah, like you'd just be vaguely, checking the weather, wouldn't you? Yeah, That's totally. All. You'd be vaguely aware of which city is in which state, but yeah. you wouldn't be like, oh, I'm going to yeah. Queensland. You'd be like, I'm going to Brisbane. Yeah. Like, you'd be like, Queensland, is that wet season or dry season? Yeah, now, yeah, you yeah know? totally, yeah. And, and Do I wear short shorts or just slightly longer shorts? Yeah, yeah just wear nothing because yeah. it's so <laughs> it's hot. So hot. Um, and so I think there has definitely been a divide between states in a way that, and I've been here for 10 years, I've never experienced it. Well, like it's a this. state, isn't it now? It's... It's, it's a mess. Yes, because <laughs> federal and state governments don't get on. They speak completely different languages. And Scott Morrison needs to Do resign one. so quickly. I just don't understand it. You know, when I first moved here, they were like just chugging through a prime minister every three and a half seconds. Chugging. It was just like, oh, we're bored of this person. We'll, go and we'll just get this person to be prime minister now. I, I got here and I was like, this is so weird. Like, who's even deciding this? And yet, for some reason, Scott Morrison has been leading this country for years. No one else wants it. Let me just kick this dickhead out. Anyway. That's anyway. A different point. So, podcast for another day. Federal government, state government, state governments bitching about each other, like literally tearing each other. These are leaders of the state who are having playground fights on Channel 7 News, like bitching about each other. And yeah. New South Wales is doing this and Melbourne's doing this. And this, like, it is horrible to watch. And I think that division and aggravation has been absorbed in so many cases into the individual. Mm. And so people are not just feeling isolated in terms of like actually having to isolate at yeah. home, but they're also feeling divided in terms of state. 
Yeah. And there are some really funny things going around on the internet at the moment. Who's the funny guy who does all of the different states? The Lebanese like guy. No, it's not oh. him. It's a different guy. Different guy. I know who you mean there. And yeah, he has he's the like coffee Sydney. Cup. He's got the coffee cup for Melbourne. He's got the cocktail glass for Sydney. Yeah. And he's like, each state has this sort of I think it says pers- coffee wanker, doesn't it, on ours? Yeah, totally. <laughs> and then Sydney's drinking it from a cocktail. And, yeah. and it's funny because... It's hilarious because it really is what's going on, you know, like, WA, close the borders, and New (laughs) South Wales, you know, being all Bondi. And it's funny that it also reinforces this idea of you and I are different. Yes. And I think that is the, like, soul-level pain that people are going through at the moment. I do feel from... You know, we can only speak as Melbournians. I'm going to call us Melbournians now. Um, Melbournians? Melbournians, Bournians, I don't know. know. You know what I mean. Um, Status, status, that kind of thing, isn't Mm -hmm. it? Um, But we we all went through something as a collective last year, didn't we? Mm. We went through this lockdown of curfews, got to wear your mask everywhere, can't walk with anyone other than one person. Mm, can't go to Coles with another person, couldn't go to the supermarket couldn't with your family. To, yeah. yeah, so what we went through as a state, we really felt it together and we can really understand. It's like, I'm going to liken it to you and I know what it's like to lose our mothers. Yes. Someone, one of my mates who hasn't lost their mum can only sit and say, I'm sorry, but they'll never know that feeling. Yeah. Um, and so in some ways, being in Melbourne, it's like you look at each other with your masks on, it's like, yeah, here we go again. We we know that mm. feeling. We know what it's like, but no one in any other state know what it's like. Yeah, everyone's got their own form of suffering around COVID. Yeah. And it's all valid. But I'm it, not saying, oh, we're the worst. We're the worst state. We've suffered the worst. No. But one of my friends in Sydney had seen something that her best mate in Perth put on social media and she's just like, I'm not working. I'm homeschooling. I'm living with my husband that I'm about to kill. I don't need to see your sarcastic comments that we're not doing great as a state on social media. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's so yeah. true. But the person in Perth just probably thought she was being funny because what are people in Perth going to do? I mean, they're isolated from the entire world. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're already in their own form of isolation. Just wanted to credit Jimmy Rees with the yes. Meanwhile in Australia series, which is the one that I've just referred to, where he is dressing up as different states. It's really Hilariously funny. Seriously funny, but definitely reinforces this idea that we are all divided right now Mm. um so yeah i think there is definitely division state to state and that's really amplifying for some people through their friendships so i'm going to tell a story and it's more friendship covid paranoia oh go on Mm, got you there didn't i yeah i wasn't expecting to talk about paranoia in this podcast but let's do it i'm in so I'm still in a WhatsApp group from that was created like, you know, a billion years ago in England. Oh, yeah, I'm in loads of those. Yeah, it might be a messenger. Don't even know what's in, but it's in one of the groups. Yeah. Anyway, I still live vicariously through um, this group of girls and what they're still doing 10 years later. And so jumping back 10 years when we were all 30, um, Hannah, one of the girls, she's the one that kind of needs validation from other people to feel self-worth mm-hmm. is that a good mindset coach life thing perfect psychoanalyzation yeah. thank you I'm learning from the best <laughs> thanks Chad Bourne. is she like sort of like the ringleader of the group as well a little bit 
she would like to think she is. Yeah. Um, but she's not. She's kind of the Regina George psychic. But I don't oh, think okay. there's a Regina George in the group. I love referring to mean girls, don't I? You do it a lot, <laughs> but I'm here for it. Um, so Hannah, for her 30th, got all the girls to go and have this. I'm going to say amazing. I didn't go because I was saving to come to Australia. But this five or six day stint in Vegas. Fun. 30th, whoop, whoop, whoop. Yeah. Everyone there, like, we're 30. We're just starting, like, a new phase of our life. Yeah, and yeah. you're still into partying. You're still into partying. You can still stay up past midnight. So yeah. she's like, hey, girls, <laughs> let's all go to Vegas. No one's going to get married because, well, I don't know. Maybe they did. Um, so they all went to Vegas for these, like, five, six days. And every day there was a theme, like, one day they all had to wear white. And, you know, so it was fully planned. It was all... It's Hannah's way or we the are going highway. to have fun for my birthday. Yes, and yeah. you are all going to make me the queen every day. Right. So I've got I've got an idea of who this Hannah Everyone is. Everyone got yeah. an idea? Yeah. <laughs> Everyone knows someone a bit like Hannah? Yes. Everyone's got Hannah in the life. I do have lovely friends called Hannah too. So yeah. so ten years goes by. Now we're forty, doing the math again. Mm-hmm. And Hannah has decided for her fortieth that not only are the group of girls going to go away, but all the families are going <laughs> to go away. So most of them now, you know, it's 10 years on, they've got two kids, husbands. So we're all going to go to Spain. <laughs> Jesus, that's so demanding. Does she not recognise that anyone else is turning 40 that year? And I mean, she's <laughs> filthy rich, but not everyone is, you know? Yeah. Um, so yeah, and everyone's turning 40, and we're in the middle of a global pandemic. Wow. Um, so I think originally... Last year, everyone's like, "Yeah, let's go to Spain because we'll be it. We'll be free then." Mm. And then the dates got changed, and so she puts out on the WhatsApp or Messenger group, um, "Hey, the dates changed. Now we're going to Spain. I'm just going to say the today, the 22nd of August." <laughs> um, so she's done it through Messenger, and all the girls have responded, going. Actually, I can't, I can't do that now. Right? Yeah. It's not going to happen. Can't make those dates or, yeah, whatever. So then Hannah has got really upset that everyone's messaged, messaged her on Messenger and responded, I can't go. Mm. But that was her form of communication. So this is the WhatsApp group that's now a Messenger group. Well, yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 whatever group it's whatever on. Whatever group, you yeah. know, so many groups, isn't there? Yeah. Um, and so she has said, confirming these new dates with you guys and they've all been like actually I can't do those dates or actually I can't take all four of my children Mm. on holiday to Spain and (laughs) yeah yeah, whatever yeah um and you know step past midnight anymore and we're all old because we're all old and you know a picnic in the park would just be wonderful and delightful Mm. so now Hannah's got really upset that everyone's just responded through a text and not actually called her saying I'm so sorry I can't make to your 40th but in this she's got really paranoid she actually feels like everyone's been having chats behind her back everyone's been going Uh. out and catching up with each other for coffees and things with not her so she's not isolated herself she's in this past year of this global pandemic happening she's now decided that no one loves her and that everyone's hanging out without her. Everyone's hanging out 
without her, where no one has literally seen each other for a year and everyone's yeah. just had to get by on homeschooling and yeah. diazepam. <laughs> um, so she's, she's kind of made up this story in her head. She's that, made a story. But everybody, instead of just like heads down, bum up, at home in their own little family bubbles. They've all been meeting up without her. They've all been communicating without her. They've all been doing stuff without her. Yes. And that's why they don't want to go to Spain yeah. for her 40 year. Yeah. So the pandemic's only happened to her, no one else in the world. Wow. So she's been the only one isolating. Been Everyone no- else has been <laughs> out at cafes. That's amazing. Yeah. Oh, God. That but, she's, be but was she a bit paranoid like that beforehand? Well, I think she needed a lot of validation from her friends. Mm. Um, but... She has completely sabotaged her friendships because now she's having a go at everyone saying, you don't care about me, no one cares about me and just wants to wipe these people out of her life completely. Oh, darling. Oh, And these are girls her. that she like went to school with from being Well, we are, we are our own self-fulfilling prophecies time yeah. and time and time again. So it's, it's if you believe that people don't like you and you spend your life in the vibrational frequency of trying to get people to like you, mm. which in its very essence is indicative of the fact that they don't like you, yes. right? Then eventually somehow you are going to manifest that eventuality, which yeah. is what she's done. She spent so long trying to be liked yeah. in the fear of not being liked that she has created a, a situation completely in her mind where she's unloved. And yeah. so now she is isolating herself from those friends. Oh, the Paranoia. poor darling. Yeah. Parano- well, there are some instances, though, where paranoia is fair. So I was reading the new look. This article in the New York Times. So I was reading this article in the New York Times the other day. I think you've been drinking my no, water. No, that's my water. Yours is down there on the floor and it's empty. So now you're just going to drink my water anyway. I knew you were going to do that. Anyway. anyway, you were reading an article in the New York Times. In the New York Times about this guy who's walking through Central Park on his lunch break. His name's Drew. Not Albert Park Lake. Not Albert Park Lake, <laughs> the actual Central Park in New York. And he is walking past this group of girls. There's five girls sitting down having a picnic. Cute. Yeah, cute. And as he's walking past them, he hears this conversation about the fact that they are intentionally having this birthday picnic get together while one of their other friends is out of town because they didn't want to invite her. (gasps) So then, this is where the story gets good, he picks up his phone... And does a TikTok video. He's got like 40 followers. He's not like an influencer. He's not like he's just got 40 followers. Bless. And he's just to entertain himself. He does this little video on TikTok. Basically saying, if you are Marissa, you need to know that your mates (laughs) are intentionally having their birthday without you while you're out of town. And then he ends it with TikTok help me find marissa doesn't think who's this guy anything his name's drew good old drew 40 40 followers just on his lunch break <laughs> next minute the video has 14 million <laughs> views <laughs> right and it's gone completely viral and this girl marissa finds out about it wow so she contacts drew on tiktok and is like i think i might be the marissa yeah. And he's like, okay, well, they were sitting here. And she's like, yes, that's where my friends hang oh. out. And he was like, and a couple of them definitely look like this. And she was like, that does sound like my friends. And it was this girl's birthday. And it was the same weekend that it was that girl's oh. birthday. And she was out of town, like he'd said. No way. So it turns out that she is the Marissa, right? Oh. I know. Marissa. 
Marissa. Marissa. I feel really sad. I felt really sad for her too. Was he being mean or was he... I don't think he... I've seen the video. I don't think he was being mean. I just don't think he thought that it would go viral. Yeah. He was like, this might be funny to like 10 of the 40 people that follow me and then 14 million people Mm. later. And so when she contacted him, he did feel really, really bad about it. But, and here's a really lovely thing. They then met up in real life in person. Oh, cool. They have become best, best friends. Yeah. And she did a response video yeah on tiktok basically saying like that was me thanks to everybody who's helped drew by marissa it was me and then she got over five thousand messages back from people saying i'll be your friend or that's happened to me before as well or i'm really lonely in new york and i've got no friends either and so then she was like what do i do with this and so she started a um like she did, did like just like a meetup group yeah and she was like look just going to host a picnic in Central Park. Come if you want. And over 200 people came. Oh, yeah. That's lovely. How lovely. Like just people who were just new in New York or didn't have really many friends or yeah. whatever. And so then from that, she and Drew have started this um, like Me club. Yeah, basically yeah. called No More Lonely Friends. Oh, I and love that they've made something great yes, out of it. And it's huge across America. So they've done events in LA, San Francisco, Boston, Washington. Like all through the COVID, all through the pandemic, um, like safely, she's like mentioned yeah. that in, some, in the New York Times article mm. that I was reading. She'd mentioned that, you know, she was looking for highly vaccinated areas and yeah. areas where it was illegal to do it. And they've just flown around as many states as they can, putting on these um, No More Lonely Friends events. Do you know why it happened to her? Because she's the type of person that showed grace with it mm. and thought, how can I make this? Yeah work yeah like how because literally if that had happened to me I'd have just called into a ball and cried I'd have been like okay so how awful but she's taken it and she's run with it I know and she's created something phenomenal a really safe space for other people that's and go Marissa go go Drew we want to be friends with Marissa we want to be friends with everyone yeah that's true we just don't want to speak to him (laughs) Voice note only. I want you to be my friend, but please don't make me talk to you. <laughs> please don't make me hang out with you much. Um, one of the things I thought was really interesting is that her f- of the five girls that mm. had met up without her, only one came forward to speak to her about it. She didn't apologise. She just said, I didn't stick up for you when they were talking about you and that wasn't cool. And the yeah. other four girls haven't been in touch at all. Well, I mean, that says more about them than her, doesn't it? Now she's got how many zillions of people. She's helping people. That's I really like Mm. that story, even though it's a bit brutal. It's actually, it was given to her for a purpose. Yeah. So there we go. It was a gift. We should start something like No More Friends in Australia. Yeah, but just like actually no friends. (laughs) (laughs) No more talk friends. (laughs) <laughs> no, we could do some tits and tea events. Yeah, let's do some tits and tea events. Imagine if we did tits and tea events. Yeah, great. We could all whip me up and drink tea and have tits and the, get your tits out. <laughs> Can you please keep your tits inside your bras? Your bras. Um, but we could all share tea. <laughs> <laughs> you really haven't got any anyway of you. That's what you were thinking. So you were just about <laughs> to say my little pipettes alone, <laughs> pipettes and tea. Um, we should do that, and we could do like speed dating, but for friendships. Cool. 
That'd like be a bit hard for you, wouldn't it? You'd go off on a tangent. No, I could, I could. Let me just tell you this. Blah, 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 blah. Don't just give me three minutes to talk. I need a solid three hours to get my point across. <laughs> anyway. Anyway, it's three hours later of the podcast. Emily's still talking. One of the other things. <laughs> <laughs> I love you, really. One of the other things that I think is worth talking and highlighting, and this is probably changing the tone a little bit, is how COVID has kind of become like a magnifying glass. It's like everything that we were before COVID yeah. has kind of been highlighted in COVID. Did you just... <laughs> <laughs> did, you just did you just hit the microphone into your mouth? That was so funny. It's like she had this weird little spasm and her hand jerked and she just twatted herself in the face with the microphone and then looked so shocked and offended by the fact that she'd done it to herself. That was like when a baby hits itself and is like really angry at the thing that just hit itself. That's I thought so you didn't funny. notice it. Anyway, moving on. Anyway, back to... I was, I was going to be bringing glass. it down. Okay, so <laughs> COVID has like this, been this massive magnifier. Mm. It's like amplified how people are. Like you said for yourself, you know, you made that decision. You're like, well, how am I going to make this work for me? Mm. And you have made it work for you and you've, you've really run with it. But that is something that was already inherently inside of you, yes. that attitude, that yeah. kind of like resilience. Yeah. And I think for me, I've seen a lot of people whose entitlement has been amplified for me to see in a way that I've not seen it before. Yes. I have seen a lot of people being very judgmental, myself included. I've been, I found it really interesting to witness myself in my judgment of people. And I've done loads of personal development and self-reflective work around that this last year, because it's not something that I think is going to contribute to the world, me being judgmental of other people. And, and it absolutely says something about how I feel about myself, because judgment of others is often a reflection of how we judge ourselves. So I've taken that as a real opportunity to learn more yeah. about myself. I have seen some people be really generous with their time, like really generous people yeah. who've, um, who's, who've been amplified in their generosity during this time. Mm. And then I've seen people who have always had a relatively scarce attitude to life, feel even more scarce as a result of COVID. So I really feel like it's kind of like put a magnifying glass over us and amplified certain qualities in certain people. And that's given me a really kind of easy, if I'm going to be honest, way of looking at some people in my life and yeah. being like, oh God, you know, that thing that's always niggled me a bit about you. It's on real fucking display right now. And you yeah. know what? I'm out. Yeah. Unfortunately... One of the other things that we have seen in amplification has been the divide of people's values and belief systems. And that has become very apparent with vaccination and where people stand on mm. vaccination. And the delivery of a lot of skewed and censored and false and corrupt and downright yeah. misleading because of ego information on social media and on the internet yeah and I think a lot of people are struggling at the moment with seeing the amplification of the division between them and their friends whereas before 
it wasn't quite so amplified so it was okay like mm. we can work harmoniously I don't expect you to always have the same political views as me or to have well, the I same don't have any <laughs> well you should um the same political views as me or that there we go there's my judgment again no you do you boo um <laughs> you know or you know you can choose to be a vegetarian and you can choose to be a vegan. It's your personal preference and that's yeah. okay. And, and I can still be friends with you and we can still live in a harmonious experience mm. together in our friendship. When it comes to something like vaccination, because it is a public health issue, mm. it's not an individual right issue. No. Because your, deci your decision to or not to vaccinate affects... Yeah me and my family and my small business and yeah. my ability to cross the ocean and be in the arms of my family move state to state whatever and so I think a lot of people myself included are finding it very difficult to manage certain friendships when that divide between values and attitude is now so completely apparent in a way mm. that it's n that it's never been before yeah it's really interesting you should say that I'd gone for a walk with one of my dear friends yesterday and she's really on the fence about vaccines and she's like you know you do you and I'll do me kind of thing so like, oh, I, I know I'm gonna have to have it but I'm just a bit I'm a bit unsure and she sort of said but you know it's only gonna harm me you know I'm only gonna be the one that gets sick and I had to say to her, well, no, it's not just harming you because basically if you think of it like a bit of a COVID war at the minute and there's two sets of soldiers, mm. if there's more people that have not been vaccinated, we're going to be in this cycle again. Yeah, so because the, we, the virus the will continue to mutate. Yeah. yeah so One of the things that you've just picked up on there, which I think is really interesting, is that you and your friend were walking and in each other's physical company when you had that conversation mm. and what we're finding right now of course is that people are only communicating through text message through group whatsapp mm. messages yeah. through social media through zoom we're not having that direct mm. kind visceral energetic conversation we are just having this like you are wrong you are right you are wrong and it, there's no you can't pick up tone in messages no. there's it's much harder to be compassionate and to and to really mm. be seen to be listening and so it seems like the divide is getting more acute because there is no room to meet in the middle ground and share information and share education and share um, like that feeling of like reassurance mm. what you gave your friend yesterday was reassurance and education yeah. and that's what people need mm. as opposed to sitting feeling isolated feeling paranoid and sitting on the end of their phone yeah. watching all sorts of propaganda that is coming through to their phone and we all know how algorithms work so of course yeah. the more the more you consume of it the more you'll see of it is that why I've just got porn on my phone all the time mate <laughs> and um and so I think that's a real issue for people at the moment. Yeah. And I think there is a grief that is happening for people around that. Mm. And I also think it stems more than just from one-on-one -on -one friendships. I also think certainly this has been my experience. And I was actually walking with my friend Kim yesterday and she was saying this Kim. has been fucking Kim, what a legend. She was saying that this has been her experience as well of like, 
realizing that groups of people that you thought that you were affiliated with mm. or in alignment with you're actually not and yeah. that could be for some people that might be certain religion or church for some people that might be a spiritual community for some people it might, might be a political organi or politically driven organization mm. for some people it might just be a crew of mates or a crew yeah. of people but like beginning to see yourself as separate from that because you don't hold that same sort of ideology or value set yeah. around this and I think that is taking its toll on people emotionally and spiritually and psychologically and um and it's because it's such a big subject I think a lot of people aren't necessarily talking about it they're just withdrawing away from it and I think that's causing a lot of people a lot of heartache at the moment I, it's definitely causing me heartache at the moment mm. I'm definitely in processes of grief and feeling like I don't know how to communicate to this particular person or this group of people anymore and yeah. so just feeling like oh fuck it I'm just going to remove myself from this situation mm. and then feeling more isolated because obviously I'm removing myself from yeah. people who up until you know really only six months ago when the vaccination came in up until mm. uh, they've been part of my support system yeah. in the pandemic and now they're not anymore because the vaccination has divided it, yeah. us from each other and and i think that is happening mm. globally but especially here in australia where there seems to be so much more anti-vaxxy stuff because we haven't had the experience of the entire country no. being taken down by this virus you know and you you know i was i wasn't anti-vaccine at all but i was definitely procrastinating about it yeah um you and I had some good chats about and that yeah and it wasn't until one of my friends in the UK Hayley um her little boy who's five had said he loves me um mummy has Rochelle had her vaccine yet in Australia because I went to make sure she's safe Aww. and she just said have you had it and I said no not yet and she still works in the hospitals over there and she just gave me some really brutal truths mm. about calling time of death on 16 year olds that had not had the vaccine and she said mm. the only people that are dying here now yeah people that have not had the vaccine yeah same, um, same in america and they're calling it the anti-vaxxer yeah virus in america now and she just said to me you know you are one in someone's airway all yeah. day um now i'm not pa going around pashing people <laughs> 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 just need to make that just clear to, yeah <laughs> I'm not the sex she worker just, of St Kilda. You're not the sex worker of St Kilda. <laughs> um, only people in St Kilda will get that joke. But, yeah, um, but one it's of funny. The, <laughs> one of the people who had caught COVID last week was a sex worker. Yeah. Um, and so now there's all sorts of jokes flying around the <laughs> suburb about like, how are you going to contact trace that? And our mate Nick, his um, car was at one of the um, testing sites as the sex worker thing came up on the news. Oh, and really? Yeah, and it's a company car, and one of his mates at work were like, "Hey, hey, what were you doing at the weekend?" Oh no, that's so <laughs> funny. So what the like the general footage that they took of yeah. like, that testing site, and then they put that general footage with the headline yeah. of sex worker. I'll get I'll get Nick to show you it. <laughs> it's his car there. Oh, that's so funny. Um, but yeah, going back to say, so Haley just gave me some really like solid information, some real at home truths, and mm. she's like, "You need to get this." Um, but I think that's really interesting as well. And then I put my ass into get with because, it because, like, and like I don't mean to. I'm not calling you out on this, but that was a decision that you made around your own health. 
I think one of the things that we need to remember about <laughs> vaccinations is that it's not about individual health. No. It's about group community safety. Yeah. Like, I, hand on heart, I'm so fit and healthy and delusional enough to think <laughs> that if I got COVID, I'd be fine. Yeah. So why should I get the vaccine? Yeah. But that's not how vaccinations work. And I think because we are not in a in community a lot at the moment... Mm. So you're in in Australia, at least, you're either well, I am. completely in bloody lockdown all of the time, in and out like Melbourne. Yeah. So you're not in the experience of community, or you're in one of the freer states, let's call it, um, where it doesn't feel like a big deal. It's like, yeah. well, why do I need it? Like, no one's getting it. No one's got it. Like, where's yeah. the po- I don't need it. And so I think we're kind of weirdly missing either the unity of the entire fucking country going down with it and the ripple effect of that and seeing what it does to the medical system like Mm. the UK have, for example, where, you know, if you had cancer, you couldn't get treatment at the hospital because because there were too many COVID patients. So all of a sudden it does become a bit more like, oh, fuck, hang on a minute. Mm. Like, you know somebody who it's impacted. Yeah. Whereas here, it still feels like we're talking about it as individuals mm. and not as a collective. Yeah. But anyway, that's just me going off on a little bit of a rant. Going back to the Vegas story, when we turned 50, mm. so last week you were going to dance down the aisle in a wedding dress. What outrageous thing are you going to do for my 50th? Oh. Oh, I don't know. Like the party that I'm going to throw to you for your 50th? Anything outrageous. I know what I'm going to do for your 50th. Oh, I don't know. Can you remember episode two? Of this? No, of the 40 podcast. Episode, episode two, two of Unashamedly 40? Yeah, that, that no. one, the unashamed, shame. The word that you can't un- say. Yeah, yeah, that Let's word. do a podcast series and we'll call it a word you can't say. <laughs> um, no, I don't remember. Episode two episode was two. all about penises. The blow up <laughs> penises. I'm oh, going yeah. to make you dress up in a full penis ah! outfit. <laughs> And pretend, pretend it's just, I don't know, you and I, <laughs> and you're just, dressed as a penis, okay. then make you go to a really fancy restaurant <laughs> and sit there, and then I'm going to bring all your mates out in really lovely, like, ball gowns and everything. You're just going to be black tie dinner. plastic penis outfit. Okay. Oh, I don't know what I'll do for your 50th. I'd top that one, Chad Bond. Right, I'd probably take you to some kind of plastic surgery. <laughs> <laughs> design a vagina. Get you get your design a vagina. You get my flaps I chopped off. I will get your flaps sorted for you. Thanks. Yeah, you're gonna put are. them in like a frame. <laughs> I'll get. I'll get your. I'll get your flaps chopped off, and then I will gift them back to you in a gold gilded frame. <laughs> On that note. Shall we go? Please email in any crazy birthday stories. Yeah. Has your friend made you do anything outrageous? Like, what's the worst thing that your friend has expected of you? Like, yeah. it's always been a bride for me. <sighs> that's a good, it's that's always, a good episode, It's always isn't it? been a bride that's been like, and you need to do this, and then I need you to do this, and you need to buy your own dress, and then you need to do this, and you need to do this, and at the end of it, you're like, I don't want to be your friend. So, next podcast episode. Yeah. Bride, bridezillas and friendships. There you go. We Email in. Want to know what outrageous thing has your bride friend 
asked of you ex-bride friend because you're no longer friends or you as a bride like have yep. you been able to reflect and be like oh my god I can't believe I asked all of my friends to do that yeah yeah that's a great episode all right great well, all I right look then. forward to that hey guess what well didn't shit myself hey we hope you've enjoyed this episode as always we'd love to hear your feedback we just ask that you make it kind if you have topics you'd like us to cover questions you'd like to ask or just fancy getting in touch please head to the show notes if you're listening on itunes please rate and review and as always share us with your mates thanks for listening